Welcome back to Sword of Star Wars Book Club with Matt Lehman. Hi, Matt. Hello. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. We are talking about Chapter 13, Bad Things of Red Rising by Pierce Brown. And here's my brief synopsis. Darrow learns how to act like he looks. Oh. Yeah. So he's a gold now, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't act like a gold. He acts like a red still. Yep. And even at the beginning of this one, they're still talking about like stuff that he has to change. He like feels like he's a gold, mm-hmm. but this guy, this new guy, Mateo, who we talked about last chapter is a pink. Mm-hmm. He's here and he like, he's like the guy in uh, Princess Diaries <laughs> who comes in and <laughs> with a dual hair dryers. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that. He's like Stanley Tucci in uh, Devil Wears Prada. Right. Remakes. Well, remakes him. Is that what happens? Oh. Wait, that's also Anne Hathaway. You're right. <laughs> She's a great... Uh, <laughs> that's my I, connection there. That's I used I'm... to look bad and now I look good. Right? That's how she is in that too, right? She yeah. gets like a makeover. Yeah. Man. She's wearing a frumpy blue sweater. Oh my goodness. I was like, how could you... Like, that's so last season. <laughs> so frumpy. Um, so Mateo is... Uh, he does talk a little bit about um, being a pink. Not a whole lot. Um, right. Oh, I forgot to mention Mickey kind of opened up last chapter to Darrow about being a creative of Violet. Mm-hmm. How in his teens, I guess, he had to go to this like circus type right. of thing. And they would basically, it sounded as, as hard to interpret because they talk about, oh, I had to do this circus thing. And Darrow's like, oh, it sounds just like the mines. He's like, well, it wasn't quite like the mines, but it was like... It was bad. I guess people like gave them drugs and they had to perform and then like they had these like terrible dreams and I was kind of not really understanding what was happening. Right. I think they were they they I think he had to do drugs at least and then I think what the expectation was it's almost like being on like LSD or PCP where you have these like crazy you know visuals, you know. And I think the way I kind of interpreted it was that he would have these fever dreams and then he talked about making mm, right. the things that he saw in his right. dreams. And so I almost think of it like the, you know, PT Barnum's right. like, right. You know, people, you know, like almost that sort of circus right. type of a thing where you had all these unique and um, strange looking things, creatures, humans, probably, um, but I mean, obviously they can do it to animals as well. Cause we right. knew that the, some of the, the spider worms or whatever they were. Yeah. So it, but that, I think that that's what he had to do and that was kind of what he was made to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't quite the same, but it wasn't like he didn't grow up with like a plush life. Right. I mean, right. kind of was kind of not, but, right. um, anyways, we're not talking about Mickey, Mateo, Talks <laughs> Mateo. a little bit about being a pink. Um, but he basically knows, um, this stuff because he's a pink he knows the proper way to act the proper way to look like mm-hmm. um they talk about like removing pretty much all the hair from your body right um he says bald as a toddler you frenetic little baby what's <laughs> yeah. frenetic mean i don't know like crazy oh you think of fanatic <laughs> okay think of the philly fanatic <laughs> frenetic would be like kind of all over the place oh, like, okay. like and he says um just as the just as the newest Luna fashion requires. Um, 
which is interesting. They removed all his hair and they're saying just as the newest Luna fashion requires. I'm like, what if that changes? Like he <laughs> doesn't have any hair. So you can't just like give him hair again. Or maybe you can. Maybe maybe he can grow it back, but that sounds like Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It seems weird. Was it a permanent removal? I think so. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they do all those things, and it's kind of like he gives him like manner lessons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Tells him how to talk and Right. Yeah. A lot of focus on how to act at like dinner parties and the accent words that you can't use or give you away right um and he like daryl's kind of like taking it like not too seriously he's like whatever i'll just like i'll use a word that i normally use whatever you know he's like listening but not really taking in taking it in not seeing the value of it right but as mateo goes on and on and like talks about this stuff he's like even if you eat your whole meal like you'll you won't be considered a peerless scarred, right? Because peerless scarreds have enough to say this food was good, but I have more power than my appetite, and so I'm not gonna I'm gonna leave twenty percent of my fish. Right. Um, when I think it goes back to what we talked about, or what's been kind of a recurring theme, is this idea of control and power. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what Mateo was saying is that the the part of being a gold and not being a bronze or a pixie is having the self control having the power over oneself mm-hmm. to not let anything take power over you, whether it's food or, I mean, or your temper when it comes to your using language, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. It's like you are always in absolute control. Right. That is what makes a gold a gold. Right. Right. Um, so I think once, once Mateo like drills that into him, like if you use this word, they'll know you're not a gold and that'll throw the whole thing down right. the drain. Right. They All might not, they might, they, he's, it's not like you're saying you're well, not, they're not going to peg you as a red. Right. But they're going to peg you as not a worthwhile gold. Right. And yeah. that's going to be like, the mission is not even like, it's not going to be work anymore. Right. Um, and we find out more, they talk again about like a pixie versus bronze versus gold, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and Darrow is like really starting to resent himself. Like he already felt like stuff was being taken away from him. He talks about um, uh, like when he when he lo- got his new eyes last chapter. How he was like that was like the last piece of me. You know what I mean? I can't mm-hmm. like I, in, in this chapter it talks about if I would see myself on the street or Eo would see me, they would be disgusted. Right. We'd hate that person. Right. You know all this stuff. So he's like really starting to resent himself. Right. And dancer comes in and he's like, you can't. You can't resent yourself because it's all for Eo's dream. Right. I like what he says. I think you mentioned it briefly last chapter um, about how they word it. Dancer reminds uh, Darrow that it's not, he's not doing this to fight against gold. Mm-hmm. He's fighting for Eo's dream, mm-hmm. which it does feel like a fight against gold because he's talking about like infiltrating the gold, like taking them down from within. But that's not the goal. The goal is to free the Reds. Mm-hmm. Not to destroy the gold, right? Like I think Eo's dream isn't necessarily like for Reds to be as powerful as the Golds, but not mining underground with and dying at thirty years old, so mm-hmm. that other people like a fair economy, right? Um, yeah. So it was interesting to hear Dan- Dancer say that because like you do forget like, oh, it's Darrow versus this whole society, mm-hmm. but no. And we find out later that not all golds are like 
Nero Augustus or Octavia Olin. Right. Right. So right. Um, it's an important thing to remember. Not yep. fighting against the golds. You're fighting for Eo's dream. Right. Um he also we also see a little bit in Darrow about how he's scared to he's getting scared because he's getting closer to the time when he's gonna like go back into society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As this brand new person, he's like scared to meet the goals. He's like, what are the other goals gonna be like at the institute? Right. Like, are they gonna see right through me? How am I gonna like seem to be their equal stuff like that right um so he's like starting to see some of that in himself as well right um and like i said before how much is like riding on him right he has to remember which fork is the right one to use because people will know Mm -hmm. if you do it wrong which seems silly but that's the difference between a peerless scarred and a bronze right um we also exciting stuff get our first um, talk about razors. Mm-hmm. So we don't get a whole lot, but he does say that razors are the weapons of the golds. Nobody else can wield a razor or mm-hmm. they will die. That's like a rule. Um, and he is like pretending, Mateo is pretending the shampoo bottle is a razor. And he's like explaining the razor. Um, I don't remember where. But um, they're saying that like the golds will fight with razors over anything. Right. Um, it's for honor. It's right. like, I don't know, for pride. Like, that's little. Like, it doesn't take much. It's like a duel that you had back, like. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, five. <laughs> it's ten, the ten duel commandments. commandments. <laughs> um, so here's, he describes a razor. It is a polyene. Polyene. Polyene sword. <laughs> Oh, Goodman. Goodman is like, or good man. Good man. My good man. Yeah. On um the Audible thing, he says Goodman. Goodman. I read it as good man all the time. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, Goodman sounds like my Goodman. That sounds a little more. um Rolls off the tongue a little bit better. <laughs> um A razor is at one moment as, as soft as hair. And with the organic impulse, it turns harder than diamond. It is the only thing that will cut through a pulse shield. One moment, a whip. The next, a perfect sword. It is the weapon of a gentleman. A gold. For any other color, to carry it is death. And so, razors play a big role because pretty much most of the golds just carry them. Yep. Um, It's like a lightsaber. (laughs) Maybe. He's like, I want to have a lightsaber, but not a lightsaber. (laughs) Um. But yeah, yeah it was uh, it's a pretty cool weapon. I'd love to see one in real life. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how like uh, someone would interpret it. Yep. Uh, let's see what else they talk about. Yeah. Oh, they rename him or try to rename him. So they're trying to get his backstory together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to call him Caius. Caius? No, is yeah. that right? Caius de Andromedas. Yeah. But he said, Dara says, you've already taken my family, my eyes. My everything. Mm-hmm. Leave me my name. Yep. I want my name. You figure everything else out. I guess Darrow is not a common name. Yeah. Like Leave all the names are like very like, uh, I want to say Greek or Roman or. Yeah. Roman. Roman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Except for Dancer, Harmony, and Mickey. <laughs> but they're not golds. They're not gold names. It's, okay. Good yeah. point. Good yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so him and Dancer talk for a little bit, and you find out a little bit more from Dancer's past. He used to be a Hellboy. 
Hellboy? I don't think he was a Hellboy. No, hell diver. Hell diver. <laughs> He's like half demon and like had like horns, horns and fought bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Um and yeah, so he was a hell diver as well, we find out. Um and he was bit by pit vipers. He when he was young landed in a nest of pit vipers. And that's he says, That's what we're doing to you. We're sending you out and la- and sending you into a, a nest of baby vipers. Yep. Um and don't forget that. Um, they talk about the test that's coming up, um, f- to get into the Institute and, um, you will pass it and then slip up or wait, 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 what's he say? He's saying that's what you, they're afraid. that could be like a, a bad thing is if you, you don't take this seriously. Right, right, right. Like, and you can't, and you need to start, re- stop resenting yourself. Yeah. As he says, if you do not quit judging yourself, if you cont- continue to hate your, dis- your guys, then you will fail the test or worse, you will pass it. And then slip up and be found out. Right. And this kind of comes into what you were talking about earlier about doing it for Eo's dream. Right. You know, for what, you know, for your family, for for everything that you, this is, you're doing this to fight for those that you love. Right. So don't make it something that it's not. Don't get caught up on, on what you look like or what you mm-hmm. can do as long as you do it to fulfill the dream of your people. Right. That's what's important. And like from here on out, for a lot of the story, there's so much moral dilemma within Darrow. Yeah. And it starts with this uh, phrase. Uh, Dancer says, look into yourself and you'll realize that you are a good man who will have to do bad things. Yep. And Darrow says, see, that's what I don't get. If I am a good man, then why do I want to do bad things? And that's just like a, like ongoing through yep. the next at least the next two books. <laughs> Sometimes more intense than others. Yeah. But even like in the Institute, we'll see like he fights with that because, yeah. I mean, obviously to infiltrate the golds, you have to become friends with the golds and then he makes actual friends that are friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's constantly like, well, I can't turn and turn on and kill these people. They're my friends. And right. Like constant moral dilemmas he's facing. Well, I think it's and kind of like what you said too, that, you know, just because you're gold, that doesn't mean you're evil. You right. Know, there's nothing that says that all colors that aren't red are evil. It's just that they're they're part of the leading elite of society, right. and so they need to be held accountable for what they're doing. Yeah. I think it's really. But like, what we'll find out is that just because you're a color doesn't make you good or evil. Right. You're good or I mean, you can be good or evil no matter the color. Right. So. Yeah. 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 There's definitely some evil ones in the golds. Yeah, but you could also say there's definitely evil ones in the reds, too. You think about, you know, we talked way back in the first chapters about Gamma most likely knowing the role that they're playing. Right. Yeah. You know, is that that any better than, you know, what the golds are doing? Because they're complicit. Right. So, I mean, it's obviously they're in a different position because they're also being forced to do it to a certain extent. But it's still there's still some choice there to do evil to another person right so yeah 100% all right well that's the end of chapter 13 thanks matt for being here yeah yeah thanks for having me yeah you bet next week tune in for chapter 14 uh what's it called andromedas andromedas thanks everyone for listening be safe be courteous bye, bye. See you later, alligator.